0: Welcome to the Property Wealth and Business Podcast. This podcast is to connect with those with a dream. Join us as we sit down and I personally share my personal story of how I was an Uber driver and I became a portfolio millionaire. The aim of this podcast is to inspire, motivate and help educate individuals who are looking to build wealth and to have the right type of mindset to creating wealth. We're going to be sitting down with many business experts around the property industry. Each guest will be providing lessons learned through practical advice on how anyone looking to creating a better life for themselves through property, mostly those who desire the mindset of abundance, the shift that is required to take them from where they are now to where they want to be. My name is Daniel Moses. I'm the founder of Property Wealth Brand, and I welcome you to our brand new podcast.
1: Welcome to today's episode. If you haven't already done so, make sure you like, share, comment, and subscribe to our podcast. On today's podcast, I had the pleasure of interviewing Zoe Cunning. Zoe is a managing director at Amplo Lettings. She's been overseeing all landlord and tenant operations, and she started her property journey back in 2013 whilst being a full-time performing arts student. Now, over the years, she's gained a wealth of knowledge in the property industry from property investment, development, to managing single lets, HMRs, and service accommodation. Now, guys, take as much notes as you can during this interview, and I hope you enjoy this podcast.
2: So, you know, what goals you've got and what goals you want to achieve, what little milestones you've got that you want to achieve, and then plus your plan, because you then need to plan it. So, again... What does that look like today, this week, this month, this quarter, this year to make sure that actually you're going to hit your goals in a year and actually you've, you've got your dream in 10 years or 15 years or whatever that is. And then most importantly, you then need to put that plan into action. And then once you've done that, you've, been, you've got your results and you can see that. So something that that I've done quite recently, so my dream was to get my dream car, which I have absolutely wanted this car literally since the day I passed my test in 2013. Oh, wow.
1: well, it
2: <laughs> so it's a Range Rover Evoque. What colour? On. Grey one.
1: Ah, oh, nice, nice, nice.
2: <laughs> so absolute, <laughs> absolute dream car. A couple of my bosses have had them over the years, and I'm just like, yeah. one day, one day. And I'm a big believer in all these vision boards and law of attraction and manifestation and all that stuff. So. I literally have had a picture of this car with the, with the reg plate and everything like, Oh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's, that's going to cool. get that's me out of bed. Like, yeah. It's on my screensaver. Like, okay. Yeah. Like it's going to get me out of bed. So then the goal was obviously right. Okay. I want to get this by the time that I'm 25, that's when I want it. So yeah. by the time I'm 25, what do my finances need to look like Yeah. to make sure that I can afford that car? Okay. So I've planned that out. And now I need to put that plan into action. So I need to go out and find 10 properties, mm. find the tenants, make sure that it's hitting this cash flow a month so that I can pay myself this a month to make sure yeah. that I can pay it. And you know, and that's that's the the detail I think that you need to go into to achieve it. I mean, mm. you know, I'm 26 and I've got my financial plan for like the next 15 years. Wow. It always looks good on paper. Never yeah. really happens, but, you know, it's good that it's on paper so that you can then set goals for the business and, and personal goals as well and make sure that they align so that – because ultimately you get into business for you. Yes, all right, you want to help people, but ultimately it's for you and for your family or the family you haven't had yet. So yeah. you need to make sure that it's working for you and it's not just a case of, oh, I want to work for myself so that I don't have to book half a day off when I want to get my hair cut. So yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. It's true. It's true. I totally agree with you on that. So yeah, let's discuss more about money now. Thanks to you for sharing, you know, those tips on the mindset, some of the things that you do as well, and uh, you know, it's all about working backwards as well with the plan you mentioned. It's all about yeah. working backwards, what it you want, and working backwards to be able to get that and achieve that. In terms of money now, what would you say? Right, your definition of money.
2: Gosh, <laughs> I mean, money's different things, isn't it? I mean, for me time is money as they say you know time is my most valuable commodity and i'm sure it is for a lot of people as well um i just say time and my biggest advice on that is outsourcing it you know you've got virtual assistants in the philippines that will work for half the price of what they will over in the uk so if they can do the same job overseas and save you time you know free up 20 hours of your time so that you can go and focus on those income generating tasks then why wouldn't you
1: yeah, yeah, no brainer. And especially if you've got tasks that you don't like doing as a business owner or tasks yes. that you're with, you know, just delegate. Um, at the moment, we've got about, I don't know, maybe six members of staff at the moment who are virtual assistants who are absolutely amazing at what they're doing. You know, they're even implementing certain things that we never thought, you know, could even happen. So, you know, outsourcing is very, very needed if, if you know, your are a business owner, he wants to save more time as well yeah so you're 26 right I'm about to be 26 in August right and the question I've got for you is do you believe right that your parents or your society impacted your financial habits so for me right I grew up in my background I grew up in France and then I moved over to the UK and you know the group of environment that I stayed or my community or where I was from there was a lack of financial literacy and, you know, everyone, but money management was bad. Everything that we was doing was all about liabilities and, you know, no assets. And for me, being in that environment has caused me to do a lot of mistakes financially, which I've now learned from it and, you know, overcome them. But for you as an individual, would you say, you know, your parents or your community or your society has impacted any of your financial habits?
2: I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, definitely. I think up until the age of about 10 or 11, I didn't really have any awareness of money, value, what things cost, like
3: mm-hmm.
2: hierarchy. Like I was always very aware that our friends had bigger houses than us at school and things, mm-hmm. but I never thought like, ah, oh, we're poor or anything like that at all and when we were 11 my my dad took us to disneyland florida wow. and i was like oh my god like, this is amazing like, i could take one of my friends from school <laughs> and it was great and then um when we got back mum and dad were just arguing constantly and i was like well, what like what the hell
3: yeah,
2: went and spoke to mom and mum was like ah oh, the reason we could afford the holiday was because your dad hasn't paid the mortgage for six months like they're mm. repossessing the house wow So I was just like, what? So I was like 12 years old, no idea what money was, just been hit with all this information. And I was like, oh my God, like, what does this mean? So again, very lucky. One of my mum's friends had a rental property. So, you know, we were fine in that respect. But I think certainly from then to have the house repossessed and see that, you know, and that was my mum's home that she bought with her her first husband who passed away and mm. they paid for that cash outright and then she met my dad remortgaged the house remortgaged the house again and it was just like oh my god so there was definitely daddy issues shall we say and i was just like oh yeah. my god like he can't look after money like why is he so bad with money yeah. so i think i definitely put a lot of pressure on myself and had probably a bad relationship with money where I would just absolutely not spend anything, any money that I got, even when I was like 14, 15, got my first job, and I was like, I'm not spending anything. Like, I'm (laughs) going to save this. I'm just keeping all of it.
1: I I was literally the opposite. I was spending everything. As soon as I got paid, it's gone within like two days max. That that was a bad habit that I had. (laughs) So that's great to know. Yeah, for Um, sure. Yeah. So in terms of like, what would you say is one of your most regretful decisions, whether it's property investment or investing in something or a purchase that you've done? What would you say is one of like the worst financial decisions like you've made?
2: I would say the worst financial decision I've made is probably lack of education. I think <laughs> I remember on my 18th birthday, I was like, I'm going to get a credit card. So I got, I got one with Barclays. I got one with Capital One. I got one oh, with Bankwest, Ocean, like you name it. I was like, I had that card. I had that credit card, and then so I turned eighteen in the May, and in the October, I went and bought like a fifteen grand car on finance. <laughs> I was just like, this with all my credit cards, like, yeah,
3: honestly, oh, wow. thinking
2: that I was the best, and then. I obviously maxed out all the credit cards because I was just living the high life thinking that was something that I absolutely wasn't. And I crashed the car and wrote the car off the day after the day after my insurance expired. So, you know, I was just like, Oh my God, I've got all this debt. So I'd probably say getting a credit card and getting things on finance. Like you say, you know, assets and liabilities. Realistically I could have put 15 grand down on a house and had a rental property and that rental income could have been paying for my car finance every month. And yeah. it is just being a bit smart, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which um, yeah. everyone goes on about, that book completely oh, changed man. my money mindset.
1: Yeah, hey there if you're looking to get started in property then feel free to join us this first day at 6 30 p.m on our live property masterclass where daniel moses is going to be breaking down three major strategies that you can get started in 2021 now quickly go on our website www.propertywe.co.uk that is www.propertywe.co.uk for more information i look forward to seeing you there definitely likewise for myself i mean for me I would say education as well. I was very, I'd say gullible. Like I just wanted to get into things very quickly. You know, like yeah, 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 yeah. The get-rich-quick uh, scheme, you know, I did a lot of network marketing. I invested in certain things that I should have invested in. I was just hungry for success. I, I'll do literally anything, whether it's investing property or whatnot. But I don't know if you know my journey, but with me, I started rent to rent before, obviously, I met my my business partner, when yeah, um, yeah. I did it without getting educated, right? And, you know, I signed, you know, I took on the deals with the wrong contracts. You know, I wasn't able to pay the landlord's rent, all of the mistakes that I've done. I was, you know, managing tenants badly. Everything you can imagine of before I met dad, I was doing it because I just wanted the quick, you know, money. So the investment I initially did to pay for the first month, for so first month deposit, you know, literally cost me, you know, way more back in, in terms of mistakes that I've done. So definitely for me, I'd say the biggest one is, you know, not getting myself educated. And I think this is why I'm passionate now with property of education, to get people to make sure that they get the right, you know, education because you're dealing with property, which as you already know, is quite serious. So what would your free advice on money would be or tips? So, we mentioned some of the things that we've done as a mistake. What would you mm. now, with the mindset that you have into the business and you understanding assets and liabilities what are some of the tips you'd say to someone that what would you say to yourself when to your younger version of yourself what free advice on money would you give your younger self
2: i think obviously just education and you know even things like if you are going to invest in property yeah investing in property is great but if you don't know about it it can be really not so great and it's the same with investing in the stock market you know god i do not have a clue you know i've got a few shares in Peloton, and then I've got well, an please. ISA. I've, you know, I've just got an ISA with Hargreaves Langsdown that just ticks away. And that's great because there is absolutely no way that I, A, have the time to be sitting there going, yeah, okay, I'll buy that and then sell that and buy that and then sell that. But equally, like, I don't have the knowledge mm. to go, I know that I need to sell at this time and I know that I need to buy at this time or, or whatever. So just education. And I think alongside that, is your network you know your network is your net worth but it is about speaking to people that are doing you know what it is that you want to do surrounding yourself by the people that are where you want to be and you know have the things that you want to have because you know you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with so why would you not want to surround yourself with those people so education network and i think the other tip is just you know, do your due diligence if you are getting loans and getting money and those people that you are surrounding yourself with and putting your education in their hands, really.
1: Absolutely. Totally agree with you. I had another question just to touch on uh, what you just mentioned. You know, having the right education to be able to, you know, whether it's credit cards to invest in what they need to invest. What are your thoughts? What would you say is a good debt and a bad debt? Let's say there's someone watching us right now and, you know, they're looking to better the financial circumstances. And, you know, we've got a rich dad product which talks about, you know, liabilities and assets. What would you say is a good debt and a bad debt?
2: I think it's things that we've touched on in this, really, you know, living paycheck to paycheck and then having a brand new car sat on the drive that's costing you £200 a month. Mm. You know, would you not rather spend that £200 a month on a mortgage where tenants are actually paying you £500 a month? And then that's paying for your £300 a month car. Mm, You know, it's about investing smart and thinking, do I really need this? Can I absolutely afford this? You know, it is about looking into the future, how many mispayments there's been over the last 18 months while we've been in this lockdown and people have been on furlough. And, you know, looking at things like percentage rates on credit cards, (laughs) if you're going to get one, you know, don't just get a credit card and think this is free money, this is great. Mm. In the back of your mind, go, it's for an emergency and just plan just plan you know good debt is going to be things like a mortgage where you have got tenants paying rent bad debt is going to be the car on finance when you can't afford it and you know your credit cards where you're paying the interest only payments every month
1: yeah and it gets taken away from you, definitely (laughs) yeah so yeah so right now you're in full time in in property you've got Amplo Group which you set up I think with a few of your business partners and you've also now branched out not into just property management but you've branched out into is it other corporate side of things in terms of helping not just tenants but landlords?
2: Yeah 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 so I'm predominantly Amplo Lettings and then Scott and Matt and Mike are more commercial finance and the and the mortgage side of things and then what we do is we're you know we're sort of handholding landlords and first time people that are getting involved in rent to rent and just sort of helping them with their systems and their compliance and things really
1: great great but well, the last question i've got for you Zoe before we end tonight's live discussion is you know what would you what advice would you give to someone who's watching you know this live podcast right now who is listening to this live podcast right now that want a similar career to yours or you know to get into property or to start letting management and, you know, let's say they were in the same position that you was in before you started and they're seeing you now or listening to you now and saying, you know what, I want to do something similar to Zoe. What advice would you give to someone that wants to be in a similar career or business you know, owner to yours?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, networking is absolutely invaluable with something like this, especially if you are self-employed and struggling to hold yourself accountable You know, being a part of a networking group or a team, something like this, where there's a Facebook community and you can ask questions on there and essentially get free advice and free connections. And again, just a bit of accountability. If you're doing a live viewing on a Facebook group going, you know, yeah, 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 we're going to be doing this, this and this with it. People are going to be like, well, hang on, you know, what are you up to? Yeah, are you doing it? So, you know, network, tell people what you're doing, tell everyone what you're doing look after yourself you know I don't think people say that enough when it comes to business and and property but like if you're not 100% like your business won't be you know yeah. I know if I don't get up and go to the gym my day is completely different compared to when I do get up and go to the gym because I've got more energy and I'm less angry at the world <laughs> <laughs> and you know I'm less short tempered and I've got that mindset and I'm better at problem solving and things and because I know that I'm then getting up on the morning going, oh, it's raining outside, but actually I really want my dream house. I know that if I don't go to the gym, exactly. Um, So look after yourself, network. And then again, something we've just banged on about is just education. You know, get it wherever you can, listening to podcasts, reading books, going to free events, watching Facebook lives like this and speaking to the people that are in a position where you want to be because those people were once in your position and I know personally will absolutely give back and help you out and help hold you accountable and nine times out of 10, they'll do it for free anyway, so. 100%.
1: It's all about being relatable. So uh, for those of you listening, you know, make sure you get into the right network. Uh, Here at Prop 2 Off Education, the last Monday of every month, you know, we host these networking sessions where, you know, we come together and just share exactly what we do and how we can help each other to get... To where we want to get to so Zoe I just want to say thank you for you know spending your time with me on this live podcast for those who you know are listening and want to be able to reach out to you where can they reach you and where can they find you to you know maybe uh, get in contact with you
2: yeah for sure so I am Zoe Conning official on Instagram on Facebook I don't do Twitter but the business does and it will most definitely be me that picks it up so at Amplow Lettings on literally any platform. And, yeah, go on our website, call the 01270 number, and I'll probably pick that up as well. So <laughs> I'm too accessible.
1: Wow. Wow, fantastic. Thank you so much, Zoe, once again for joining us tonight at the Live Property, Wealth and Business podcast, and we hope to see you and have you again as a guest to pick your brains and you know, get some more value given to our okay. audience. So thank you very much, and um,
0: good evening.
2: Anytime. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Property Wealth and Business Podcast. If you've been inspired, motivated, and you're looking into getting started in your property journey, building a mindset for success and creating wealth for yourself, go and follow us on social media, on Instagram, LinkedIn. And also, if you're looking to get in coaching, mentorship, and you want to get your journey started and start building a mindset that can take you from being an ordinary person to becoming an extraordinary person, follow us on our website, make inquiries, make a booking. We'll be happy to help you get started in your journey. The website is www.propertywe.co.uk and I'm looking forward to seeing you soon. Take care.